ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Hey, welcome this morning, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. I have an outstanding show lined up for you. I've got a entrepreneur, a woman who has made some big changes in her life and has been successful at it. And I think for a lot of you, it's something that you maybe toy with in your mind or fantasize about from time to time, maybe on some of those bad or challenging days. Uh, so what would it really be like to take that step, make that move? And we're going to be talking about that. That person is Nicole Lynn Langer. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Hey, well, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here, Todd. You are. Well, we'll see if you feel that way after it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little background on Nicole because I believe she's a perfect example of a person who pursued the much more traditional path, becoming an engineer, and as I like to say, a 401k speaker. Uh, later, uh, she began gravitating more towards entrepreneurial endeavors and becoming self-employed, which is really, that's the point that I'm, the change I'm talking about. Nicole is married to Dave Langer. She and her husband live in Champlin, Minnesota, along with Nicole's mother, Diana. Her father was a double purple heart Marine. Wow, we got to talk about that. That, uh, who passed away in 2019. They have a daughter and son-in-law who live not too far away from them with their grandson. Uh, her husband, Dave, is a Hall of Fame bowler. I've heard a lot about this and is approaching 100 per- perfect games, 300 games in bowling. 100 perfect 300 games. Wow. He's also good at just about everything, including golf, where he dominates at the men's club over at Bunker Hills and Coon Rapids. He says he should receive the husband of the year. I should receive the husband of the year award. Living with his mother-in-law. Okay, he wins. I should uh, receive the husband of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been married in like five years. Oh, but but I should still get it. Abs- we, we all should. We all should. Yeah. But that's, I mean, living with his mother-in-law and he does all her laundry. That this is something and fills the gas tank on the weekends. His days are spent managing at Flaherty's in Arden Hills. That's a that's a, a bowling alley and a and a, and a club, a, a restaurant, yeah, restaurant, restaurant, yep. uh, yes. um, a sports bar. Right. Yes. So Nicole is the co-owner of Botox Bar in Maple Grove, Botox Bar in Maple Grove. She and her husband own three investment properties, are in the process of acquiring more real estate to include commercial properties. She's made the dramatic and scary transformation to become a commercial real estate broker with one of the top brokerages in the city, Commercial Equity uh, Equities Group, that's CEG. She possesses incredible knowledge. She's a sponge and works alongside what I think is one of the best commercial brokers in the city and maybe the best I've ever met, and that's Jeff Salzbrun. Uh, she's not only a professional commercial real estate salesperson, but she's also an investor. And so that's a that's a key point. 
So some things that I thought were really unique and I identified within her right away when I first met her. Uh, she's intelligent and bright. And I mean that in the way that, you know, when you talk to someone and they are just bright, they're like a light bulb. And sometimes you hear me speaking about Terry and Mike who were on the show previously. And I say Terry is a light. So she's very bright and as is Nicole. So that's a trait. Um, uh, she comes to conclusions very quickly. I've worked with Nicole now, I think, a couple of years. And she comes to conclusions very quickly. And most importantly, when she does, she's very decisive. She is a doer and she implements quickly. These are points that I want to make about those people who are in business for themselves. And even if you're not, having the capacity to see something that needs to be changed and just do it is a very powerful trait. And that that alone can change your life. So with that, we're going to begin asking uh, Nicole some pointed questions and try to find a little bit more about her and how she was able to make this change. So first question I have for you, Nicole, what did your parents do? Well, I grew up in a blue collar family. Uh, my dad worked in the factory. He had a sixth grade education and he worked in heat treat and mom stayed home with me and then ended up being uh, working as a waitress for a while. And then she ultimately ended up working in the factory as well. So it was, um, you know, paycheck to paycheck kind of a um, growing up, but that's what my parents did. And they were, you know, they did the best they could and they were wonderful. Well, I got to ask you because I, I can't pass over this. He is a, he was a double purple heart. And folks, for those of you who don't know, purple heart means you've been wounded in, in battle. And so he was a double purple heart recipient. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me just a little bit about that? Not only was he a Marine, he was mm-hmm. a double purple heart. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. He, uh, he was in the Marines during the Korean War and he was on 30th parallel and, he was injured. Um, he was actually shot uh, in the head and they he fell back in the mud and he was there uh, for three days in the jungle by himself. So till the day he passed, he slept with a little light on because he was afraid of the dark and not so maybe not so much afraid of something, but he was so, you know, being in the jungle and laying there, he ended up that mud uh, saved him because he laid back on his head and the mud, you know, compacted that wound area. And then they thank God the enemy didn't find him. It was his, you know, it was his troop that found him and took him in. And then he, um, you know, recovered from that. And then he went back in and, and got injured again. So Isn't was, that something? Yeah. Very yeah. impressive. He was a badass. Let's put it that way. Right? <laughs> I, I love it. You know, when you hear her say that, I understand exactly what she's talking about. Um, if you have that type of training, been involved in combat or anything like that, you tend to be incapable of walking into a room without knowing immediately where the exits are and being in a position where you can visually see anybody coming in from any direction. It is just a thing. And most people don't even realize that you're doing it. So I, I can having the light on maintaining a state of readiness at all times. I I got it. Very good. So let me ask, did that uh, affect his work ethic was he a, was he a real hard worker was he uh very structured very streamlined did he impose any of those things very, on you yes very much so always had to have the shoes lined up always um you know making sure that uh, things were done right but he worked hard he worked a lot of hours and uh he worked at uh Steiberg engineering for over 20 years and he he worked there until he had to re- retire so do yeah. you feel like do you feel like his work ethic 
or his, maybe your mother as well, I'll ask you in a moment. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was impressed upon you? Yeah, because, you know, it was a way of, you know, how, this is how you're going to make money. There's no other way. And uh, and I knew I had to, you know, be responsible for my own rescue, if you will, and start working at a young age. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something there. Be responsible for your own rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, folks, I think that a, a lot of times if you encounter people who are really um, diligent, hard workers, whatever it happens to be. Ironically, they might tell you that their parents didn't teach them that, but in fact, they really did because they simply watched how their parents were and it imprinted on them. And so exactly. I, I kind of get that from what you just said. <clears throat> Where did you grow up? Uh, Racine, Wisconsin, a great place on a great lake. <laughs> oh my, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. oh. This is the home of uh, Case Corporation, Johnson Wax. So Case of, Tractors. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was a good blue collar town, a lot of factory work there. Um, but I had, I really enjoyed going. How, up how there. large was that town? What was the population uh, of that town? About, about 80,000, 90,000. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, it, was it was pretty a good size. size. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you attended school there, did you? Yep. Yes, I did. And went yes. to high school, graduated from high school yep. in Racine, Wisconsin. I sure did. Horlick High School. Yep. And what did you do when you were in high school? Did you do any extracurricular or sports or anything like that? Um, I wasn't really into sports. But I was a cheerleader. Okay. <laughs> <was> a t- <laughs> there you go. Well, that's extracurricular <laughs> right? for sure. Yeah. 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 I was in cheerleading squad and I worked a lot too when I was in high school. I, I knew I needed to start working at a young age. Did you did you do well in school? I did, you know I was a C student in high school. Really, and, and in the college, yeah, I was more of a C student. It was almost like my brain wasn't totally developed until later in life, and then things really started clicking, and things just started coming together for me real fast. But no, I struggled through school. I got to say, I was how, like a C student. How how so? I mean, be, because you know, I, I'm a math guy. Engineering is math. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in the STEM category. Yep. And that typically lends itself to people who are very studious, not C students. Yeah. So you must have really had a big awakening to I have sure decided did. to go there. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, after college, you know, I, you know, went into, uh, I got a degree in marketing and communications. It wasn't anything too elaborate. But um, I got my start in telecommunications. I worked at uh, Pop Telecom in Golden Valley. It was my first job out of college. And that introduced me to the world of telecommunications, which brought me into the world of engineering in that industry. And I had some really good mentors um, that believed in me and were like, you know, you're really understanding the paperwork. You're understanding designing these large, you know, frame relay networks and doing t- DS3s and, or, you know, and T1s and doing all these things with telecommunications, these big corporations. And they encouraged me to go back to school and get my master's of science in telecom. And that's when things really started clicking and realizing because I was working in it and also going to school at the same time. And my company paid for me to go to school and I, I picked it up right away and I just soared real fast like my life changed pretty quickly so 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 in your undergrad you had no engineering and then you went and got a a, a, a graduate degree in engineering that <laughs> well, is yeah, wild master's of science in telecom became an engineer network engineer yeah worked into it and then i even got cisco certified which was even a bigger deal than the 
the actual degree. Uh-huh. So I was, I was real smart there for a while there. I couldn't tell you how to do it now, but. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I did. I went for it. Was that your first job? Telecommunications? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, out was, of school. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. that, was that something that was a little enlightening? Like the world was, I always think about the world imposing itself on you. And for the first time you go, wow, this is a lot tougher than I thought it was yes, going to be. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because I thought I was going to get into more retail, you know, marketing, and, you know, that was my degree. And I was into sales and thinking, okay, I'm going to go more into that route. Well, we had a bunch of uh, friends that were at college that got got jobs in telecom or making good money right out of the gate. And I'm like, well, I got to go where the money is. Ha! So that's where I started. Well, and- that's impressive all by itself. So yeah. you were you were driven by by making more money. Yeah. What challenges did you have to overcome? Uh, I mean, if it was, I don't know if it was in college or wherever. Tell sure. me a little bit about if you had some challenges to make it to where, where you've just described. Well, I'd say the biggest challenge to you know, get into, um, you know, getting a career and starting my life after high school was the actual moment of going to college. So the day I turned 18, I moved to college. I moved up to school. It was the day of everyone moving in the dorms, right? And it was me and another gal from our high school that got into this college. There's nobody else from my entire high school that was going to this Where'd school. Where'd you go to school? Uh, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Okay. And so we're moving up there. We go, we are um, bringing all of our stuff, got our little, you, you know, U-Haul. And the thing was, my dad was really upset with me about going to college. And he didn't, he didn't want me to go because he thought that's for the rich. He had the whole, he was indoctrinated his life that only the rich go to college. You need to be a waitress. You need to marry a guy that's going to take care of you. You know, who, who do you think you are going to college? I mean, he literally yelled at me because I, I wanted to go to college. And thank God I had family members and friends that really were encouraging. So I, you need to just go get a loan and just do this. So I went and applied for loans. I even got a little bit of a scholarship from his work. I applied for a scholarship that they had and won that. And... um we go to college. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go. I got this loan. So my dad's like, all right, you're going to do this. This is on you. And we go to move in. It's my 18th birthday. We even forgot it was my birthday. It was so chaotic, you know, move in day in the dorms. And we go then to the registrar's office because, you know, the bills do. I got to pay the money now. And we go up there, me and my roommate and her parents, and we're all going waiting in line, you know, at the registrar. And it was my turn. And the, I'll never forget it. The lady there was like, um, well, you know, we're not giving you this loan because you just turned 18 and we're not going to sign a contract with you. We're not giving you, you have no credit. We're not giving you a loan. You need a co-signer. So I walk up back out of the hallway and my dad, I needed a co-sign. And he's like, I'm not co-signing. What are you talking about? No way am I co-signing for a loan. You, this is on you. And I just turned white. And I'm standing there and I'm embarrassed and I'm all freaking out. Like, we just moved in. I moved in my stuff that morning, go to registrar's office, and now my dad's telling me he's not going to co-sign. You know, the steer, tears start flowing and I don't know what I'm going to do. And my roommate's dad came over and he's like, all right, I, I got you, Nicole. I got you. Like, Hold on. So he walks in the registrar and he co-signed for my loan. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh my. So when I graduated, I sent him a card and I said, listen, I, first of all, I graduated. Thank you so much for signing this loan. I'm going to tell you right now, you're never going to see that loan come to you. I will make sure I paid this loan off. I promise you I will do that. And within two years, I paid off that loan. But I was so grateful I had my, he gave me my shot to go to school because otherwise 
I would have had to turn around with my tail between my legs, going back to Racine and going to be a waitress. I mean, it was it was a big moment for me, big challenge. But sometimes you need those breaks. Sometimes you just got to keep going. And so so impressive. Um, when you hear me talk about deepening your well mm-hmm. and digging deep for figuring it out, just hey, figure it out. Yeah. How am I going to do it? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Figure it out. These are the things that all of us, you listening, may want to take away from your children. And correct me if I'm wrong, they're some of the best things that happen to you because they force you to become more as a human being because you you do deepen your well and you figure things out. Yep. That, yep. It's a blessing. It is because you realize you don't have a net to fall in, fall into. There's no one catching you like this. It's on you. Like you got to do this. Like you got to. And that's it was a realization that, you know, one day I want to help somebody at that time, too. You know, I want to be able to help <sighs> some kid that really wants to do something or start a business or, you know, get out there and get out, you know, rescue themselves, if you will, out of poverty. That's what I wanted to do. So I, I, I can so relate. Um, you know, when I, I paid for college, I planned to live at home and I came home after registering for classes. And my father asked me where I was going to live. And I said, I don't understand. He says, you're 18. You're either going to pay me rent or you're moving out. And I said, my your mom said, if I go to school full time, I don't have to pay rent. And he says, your mother's wrong about that. And I moved out two days later. And that was the end of that. Wow. So that's, that's the tough love that makes you strong and capable. Mm. And I think that's just a wonderful metaphor for growing in your life. It's really a great thing. So <clears throat> where'd you go to grad school? I uh, went to St. Mary's University in uh, Minneapolis. I was uh, working, I ended up getting recruited to Frontier uh, Communications, and then they were bought out by Global Crossing Communications, if you remember that. I remember them. both. Yep. <clears throat> and they ended up paying for my college, for my uh, master's degree. They paid for the whole thing. That was provided that you maintained a GPA. Of, yes. yes. I, got a, I, I was just <clears throat> under four. Yeah. Just under four. I had an advertising like class and I got um, an A minus. And so I was just under 4.0. So I went from barely graduating college. Like I think I had 2.9 graduate from Eau Claire. Then I go to St. Mary's and bust it out. And then, you know, it just, it just, now I'm a reader and love all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you, when you went to school, you knew that you were doing it for an outcome specifically, yes. right? Not yeah. just, you know, <clears throat> I, I had to pay for things just like you. And I saw kids mm-hmm. whose parents, mommy and daddy, were paying for everything. They didn't show up in class. When they did, they were hungover. They would flunk out of school. They, 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 they declared, you know, three, four different majors and never graduated. And I would just sit there and, and think, how can these lazy losers go through life in this way? But, you know, here's the worst part. Their parents prepare them to be that way. They allow that. You know, yeah. you, you, your standards are set by what you... Uh, accepting your tolerant or you tolerate, you know, and, and that was it. So that I never knew that about you. And that is really impressive. We're going to take a break here. We're speaking with Nicole Lynn, Lynn Langer. She is a uh, person who began, as we've just described in the traditional path, going to school, getting a good education, working for large corporations, but then a little bit later in life <clears throat> decided that she wanted to take control of her own destiny and started moving into the entrepreneurial and self-employment space, which is for a lot of you and for a lot of us, that's a big, bold move. 
And I'm trying to dig into what is in the mind and what is the, where's the confidence and the psyche of somebody who has the audacity and the, and the strength to do that. That's what this is all about. So we'll be right back with Nicole Lynn Langer. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you could check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, JLN Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. JL and Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, deed in lieu, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. So as is always the case, we talk about some of the best things at the break. And Nicole just unloaded something on me that I don't want to pass by because I think it's such a powerful thing. So, Nicole, your dad was good enough to co-sign. You still paid all of your loan. He co-signed. That was that was the deal. But your mom and dad never owned a home. Seriously. Yeah, and they never owned a home. Nope. 
And they, they didn't understand. I think they're afraid of the debt. That's why he he didn't want to co-sign. That's why it was he was against it, and he was afraid that that debt was going to put him under. It's a mindset. It sure is. It it's sure a mindset. Is. And, yeah. and see, that's why I say, folks, when you hear me say on the show, your mindset is your limiting capacity. It's not the outside world. The outside world may have created that mindset, but it is your mindset that you have to take ownership of because that is what is your greatest limiting factor. But regardless, let's cover this point and then we'll move on. You paid your dad back. Well, made the roommate's dad back. He didn't sign. The roommate's dad signed it. What? Yes. The roommate's dad signed it. So, because my dad refused to sign the paperwork. He was so afraid of the oh. debt. So, yeah. Sorry for the confusion there. Yeah. So, the your roommate, dad didn't no, co-sign. He did it not. It was the roommate's, it's your dad. roommate's father who co-signed on your yes, student loans. Yes. That's why I was like, I needed that break at some point. Somebody, it was, otherwise I was going back home. Wow. I know. I know. My goodness. And I, and I forgive my dad for that. He under, He didn't understand. He just didn't understand what it meant to, that how that investment of going to college at that time in my life, how that was going to change the trajectory of my life. You he know, it, it's hard. That. It's hard because for people, forgive me, people like, like me and I, my grandfather had an eighth grade education. Yeah. But I don't even, and this is a biggest heart. A lot of our challenge folks that for all of us, we don't thoroughly understand other people who, who have such different uh, under, uh, thinking and mentalities. But you did go and do something for your parents. Yes, I did. So so uh, once I you know, got things rolling and working in telecom and network engineering and things were, I was paid well. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. I was <laughs> making really good money. And... Um, uh, and then I was married then, married uh, David, and we uh, were doing well. And we decided that, um, you know, they were living in a kind of like a flat, not really much an apartment building, but like a duplex type thing. And we decided um, it's time for them, like, let's buy a house. So we bought my parents a house Bye. and to go there and give them the keys and say, this is your house now. Oh, yeah, that was a big deal. Isn't that something? Big deal. See, folks, every success story, there's a story behind the person who creates it. That, that, that's, a, that's a lifetime story in and of itself. <clears throat> so what was it like being a, an engineer? What was that like having that position and that career? Well, you know, I was really young, Todd. I was only 24, 25, you know, mid-20s, working with, you know, very well, very highly dominated um, industry of men. And they were in their 40s, 50s, 60s, if you will. And some of them, you know, they're looking at me like, who's this young pipsqueak running around? You know, <laughs> I'm full of energy. And they're like, who is this girl trying to do our job? And so I had to, you know, earn my keep and get them to know me, like me and trust me. And they started treating me more like, a, you know, the older guys would treat me like a daughter or even a granddaughter and got to know the guys well and um, got to do some bigger deals, if you will, big um, um, projects. projects and things. And it was um it was it was challenging it was very stressful we we're dealing with multi multi million dollar deals and um but it was lonely you know i'm sitting in my cube or my desk and you're just sitting there all day you know writing you know contracts or building networks and it was um it was kind of 
killing me slowly, <laughs> if you will. But it was a growing experience, I'm certain. Oh, the for stress. Sure. Yes. And being able to manage all those things and be able to communicate them properly. So I always say the smartest guys in our engineering teams that I worked with were the guys that couldn't communicate because they're so brilliant and so smart. And they were like level five engineers. They couldn't, you couldn't have a conversation with them. I mean, they were so. Right. And and those people are never going to be the ones who who are in charge because they don't have the capacity to explain to laymen yeah. How, who are making the decisions. Oh, yeah. Well, and they, they would call me the closer. So the sales reps would bring me in then <laughs> because I had, you know, I didn't have a dog in the race. I was like, listen, you know, this is what so-and-so is trying to sell you. This is what it means for you. And I'd lay out the network and how it's going to work and how it's, you know, we would uh, figure out their data, their voice, their internet, all of that. And they're like, okay, this is great. And now I get it. So then they were able to sign these big deals. So that I worked is, really well. That is the, a huge growing experience mm-hmm. for a young lady at that age. I can only imagine. But, but you know, look, you must have at some point come to the conclusion that this was not your path. So when, when yeah. and how did that happen? Yeah, you know, I, um, I believe strongly in uh, investing in yourself. And I ended up investing in... Where did you learn that? Uh, well, I, I purchased... Well, I... I learned it by listening to some tapes and, you know, back in the day, you know, you know, the reading the books like Think and Grow Rich, but I really got involved with Tony Robbins and Tony, uh, you know, showed me a path of like, listen, you know, you can, you know, it's all about your standards and your level of deserve. And people, you know, tend to have low, they live below the line. Expectations. Yes, yes. And how do you raise your standards? And and also, how do you have feel that level? Like, you deserve it. You deserve a good life. You deserve, um, you know, to do all the things you want to do. So I ended up enrolling in his master university. There's like three courses. And I happened to be, I was in Palm Springs. That, that's that all by itself is a big deal, folks, because that's very expensive. Oh, and, and, they, very. and they know that many people literally are taking on second jobs and saving sometimes for years to be able to go to this these seminars. You totally get it. Absolutely. They are not cheap. And they're in luxurious resorts. I was in his home in Fiji. We went, uh, you know, I was there for like a couple of weeks. And then we have been all over. And this one particular time, I was in Palm Springs at a really nice resort. And it was very intensive uh, week um, just a, like a retreat, if you will. And the goal of that week was to make two major decisions. And these were decisions that you were avoiding or ignoring that you had to make in your life. And it got wild. Like people were making decisions to get, you know, like they were in getting engaged on this trip. People were getting divorced, breaking up. People were quitting their jobs, deciding if they're going to have babies, like big stuff was going on on this, at this retreat. And so I was like, all right, what, you know, you have this whole retreat was thinking about what do you want in your life? You know, you had to write yourself a letter five years from now. What are you going to be? And what are you going to tell yourself? You know, all the, all the things they, you know, the gurus tell you to do. So we were doing it all. And I realized that when I was there that, you know, what am I going to do with engineering and working in telecom? What am I going to be the next level, you know, manager and the next level executive? Do I really want that? Do I really want that responsibility? I mean, it was getting, it was getting a lot to be because technology was changing so fast, as you know. I mean, it changes quite super fast, and even now. But back then, it was it was unreal, and I just didn't want it to keep up. Was a lot, and I was like, you know, this is kind of killing me slowly. Our daughter was young, 
And she was, you know, I wanted to be home when she got on the bus and off the bus. So there was that personal side. I didn't have that balance. And I started a little side hustle selling Uh jewelry for home party plans. And I'm like, you know, I really like this. I think I can do well at this. So, of course, you know, I called. And I did this by myself. Dave did not go with me on this journey. He, thank God, he blessed and released me to do something like this. He was totally, like, backing me up. I'm like, I'm going on all these trips around the world, and I'm going to do all these things. And I'm going to spend all our money, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) to do it. And he was, he backed me up. I'm like, God bless him. And I, um I came back and realized that, you know, I, I could I think I can do a go with owning my own, you know, home home based business and running with it. And that's what I did. I I told my husband, I'm like, I'm gonna quit engineering, I'm gonna quit this and I'm gonna go all in doing my own thing. I think he had a bit of a nervous breakdown, let's be honest. He was like, Who are you? What's going on? So I was a breadwinner and he's like, How are you doing how are we gonna do this? I'm like, Go figure it out. So I took I jumped off the cliff, Todd. I literally did and went for it. So, you know, folks, when I talk about uh, 401k speakers, a lot of you don't know what that means, even if I've explained it several times. It is it is that I'm going the safe path. Um, I want to have a good job with a good income and a good life and take vacations and get more weeks of vacation and where my kids go to college and getting a nice, you know, house and car and life. But you don't see any farther beyond that because of that that indoctrination and mindset. I want you to understand you live in America and it is unlimited what you can accomplish. And the fact that you don't think that way is because you've bought into that whole mindset to have the courage to break out and to say, even in something like selling jewelry, I'm going to move away from my successful career as an engineer with a graduate degree and do something in that path, that took enormous courage, but that really separates you from most people. And that's why I love working with you. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back with Nicole Lynn Langer. And the collision repair leader right. in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at FixAutoUSA.com. That's FixAutoUSA.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. 
As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. So we are sitting here with Nicole Lynn Langer. Uh, she is the co-owner of Botox Bar in Maple Grove. I haven't even given her a chance to plug that. Could you give folks that phone number? Sure. So it's Botox Bar, B-E-A-U-T-O-X Bar. So it's a little play on words. And it's uh, 763-205-6952. Very good. So what was your experience after you left your safe corporate job? Well, um, I had, um, you know, some, I worked really hard. So first of all, when you leave that job, you go in, I'm going full in, owning my own business, working from home. It was scary. There's no doubt about it, but you got to face the fear, right? You got to face it. You got to do some things that, you, didn't, you know, that you're maybe were unwilling to do before, like knocking on doors and cold calling. And I had a lucky uh, experience at another Tony Robbins event out in D.C. and met a gal there that was very high up in another company a competitor company in direct sales and i was just asking her questions got to know her she was from new york i love new yorkers she was abrasive and she's my people right and we ended up uh, by the end of that week she resigned from her company okay she was making six figures right left the company joined under me and a year later was number two sales rep in the entire company so think my economic <laughs> um, position changed quite uh, drastically. It sure did. So it launched me into uh, opportunities that never would have come my way if I didn't have this huge leap 
with not only her, but just also giving me the belief of I can bring people on, help them start their own business and recruit and um, and build it big. And so I did. And there's so many people who are doing their their so-called side hustle. Uh, But the idea of taking the leap and quitting their full time secure, in your case, high income job to do this, mm-hmm. it's just inconceivable. And you know, there's always the the net, will, jump in the net will appear. And you have to have that confidence that you can do it. But you know, you talked about direct sales. Direct sales is quite honestly, one of the most brutal teachers to teach to become an entrepreneur that is, that is imaginable. And it is a good, powerful teacher and that's what you were engaging in. So that's yes. that all by itself is impressive. The idea that you quit a, a great career and job and and I, I suspect made as much or more money. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. In that mm-hmm. in that position tells great stories about you. So <clears throat> uh you you now started uh, a business, the Botox Bar. Yes. And that is another jump in the net will appear story. So let's hear a little bit about that. Yes. So my business partner and I have been friends for over almost 20 years or over 20 years now. And we were both, uh, you know, I, I worked in network marketing and direct sales and moved my way up on the executive side. Uh, so I kind of went back corporate, but I was still in the field, if you will. But I just knew that it was seeing its day. And I wanted I wanted to actually own a business that was brick and mortar. So we decided, you know, let's start something and do something that is going to help people, make them feel good, and it's going to make money because, you know, you got to have profits, right? Right, right. right. It's <laughs> all about so, the money. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know you, Todd Rooker. So we, uh, you know, I put, we put in 30 grand. We started the business. 30, only 30 grand. Only 30 grand we wow. put in, which was a lot for us. Um, we were just, you know, starting out and we got a space. We signed a lease. We didn't know what the heck we were doing signing this lease. We didn't even know. We didn't, when we opened our doors, Todd, we didn't even know what we were doing. We were motivated idiots. That's what I call us. And we had no customers. We opened our doors and here we are over seven years later with thousands of customers, full staff, you know, looking at buying buildings. And I mean, it's just been a wild ride, but there are times where like, are we going to make it? Are we going to be able to, you know, make the next month? We're going to be able to make payroll. I mean, it's been, there's many years and months where we didn't pay ourselves a dime. So we, all of that stuff deepens your well. It sure does. But it is certainly the jump in the net will appear less brown. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So what has been your greatest lesson owning the Botox bar? Um, just the, the lesson of understanding what a real business takes, you know, understanding that, okay, now I have to know what accounting really means, what that is and getting workman's comp and, you know, understanding QuickBooks and understanding, um, now payroll, but also understanding marketing at another level. You know, you don't learn this stuff in school, you right, know, I have right. a marketing degree, if you will, and I didn't learn any of the stuff that I'm doing now because the world changes so fast right. and understanding you know, how it is to give really good customer service. You know, we're dealing in medical procedures. People are scared. They're coming in. I mean, I'm scared of needles and here I am owning. You a- operate at a very high level though. Yes. And there's a lot of yes. people who are doing this, you know, on the side, little parties and it's, oh, yeah. and it's just horrible yeah. what they're doing. So your, 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 your we're- level of professionalism is far beyond that. But nevertheless, 
you're competing with that. And you guys went from $30,000 investment to over a million dollars in sales. Oh, that yeah. is just unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Um, we're going to take our last break here. Um, we're talking to Nicole Lynn Langer. Uh, she owns, she has a co-owner, forgive me, of the Botox Bar in Maple Grove. It is a fabulous uh, business that they have created out of nothing and been wildly successful and do a great business. People love them. But, you know, this is about Nicole because she is pretty, she's she's an amazing, impressive woman sitting in front of me. What she's gone through, what she has had the confidence to create, and it goes on. Come back after the break, and we're going to tell you how it goes on. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Social Security, you've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at JLN Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. JL and Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. JL and Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. Welcome back. I think this is uh, very intriguing. Um, You're getting a sense of the character that it takes to do this, uh, the self-confidence, the capacity to put on that blinker and change lanes. And this is something that a lot of people do not have. And, uh, you know, that's in my, in my coaching and my work with business owners and people 
I identify that very quickly, whether or not when I tell people to do things, whether they actually toss them around, think about them and do virtually nothing or some small variation on it, or whether or not they walk out the door and whammo implement. Uh, Nicole is that type of a person. And that is something that is striking. And I'm trying to communicate that to you guys, that that is the type of person she is. And that she's impressive, enormously so. Um, <clears throat> so you went into now yet another thing. Now this thing that we're going to talk about is a highly professional business. And I, I want you to recognize that I have many tremendous, wonderful and impressive residential real estate agents, but commercial is an entirely different animal. It kind of reminds me of the joke of when I went, when I, when I wanted to be an analyst and the, and the people who were in the classes with me were wearing gold cufflinks and they came from families who were all like this. It was like, it was a generational thing in the financial world to become an analyst and work, you know, on wall street and the like, not dissimilar in commercial in that it is a very different and closed world. So to work in there, it is a very professional world as compared with residential. I'm not trying to knock residential real estate. I'm just telling you, it is. And Nicole endeavored into that. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, as an investor and working with you and coaching with you, you know, we're buying some residential real estate and we're going down that path. We found that a lot of the cities here in the Twin Cities are the doors closing if you want to get you know, a license, not that you need to have a license for sure, but we're, I was finding that, you know, to invest in real estate, that commercial was really becoming more the way to go, especially with, you know, a debt service, you know, coverage ratio type of loan, they call it DSCR, where, you know, you get a lower interest rate, but they don't really look at your personal credit. You're not, you don't need they don't look at any of that. It's a actually. different world. It's a different world. And so then you're able to invest more and do more with that. There's more looking, leverage with bigger numbers. Yes. Basically. Because you can have, um, you know, it's all about the income. What's the rent roll that right. you're getting? And that's where that opened my eyes when our coaching was like, oh my goodness, you can really do, um, do some really cool, fun projects in commercial versus residential. And I also was intrigued by the sophistication of commercial and what it can do. Cause you know, in, in residential, it's all about, you know, the emotion, you know, you're buying your first house and you're, you know, you're all emotional about, you know, it's a 401k they, mentality. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And you want to look at all the aesthetics, you know, I like this countertop or I don't like, I want to change this to this bathroom in commercial. You get a big, you know, warehouse, you know, it's an ugly building that puppy can make you millions of dollars. And right. that blew my mind because it was a, such a different way of looking at real estate and properties and what you could do with it. So I wanted to understand that. And that's how we then connected up with the um, the famous Jeff Salzbrunn mm -hmm. and connecting with them. And, you know, I think. Um, as an owner, business owner, brick and mortar, you know, having an owner occupied building is even better right. because now not only am I, uh, you know, I'm paying myself rent. I'm also, I can increase my capitalization rate, which equals to the value of your building, right? right? I can increase the value so much easier. And I'm like, okay, as a business owner, I want to own buildings. I want to own my own building, but I also want to own other buildings. So I have renters and Jeff's the guy 
that understands that he's built over 30 million square feet in buildings and done hundreds of millions of transactions, dollars in transactions. And to work with someone like that to understand what's going on in the industry and where commercial and real estate in general is going, I want to be part of that. So I made the jump this year. It hasn't even been a year, Jeff. I I mean, with, with Jeff. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So I... I was working with Nicole and, you know, we, I, I teach, uh, the complexity of the financial transactions, all the different, all the terminology, all the financial formulas, which of course, Nicole as an engineer just ate that stuff up and loved it. And so when she was considering doing something else, um, I wanted her to have a a huge ceiling in the income that she could earn. I wanted to be certain that she was going to work with someone who would portray that business in a way where her perception of it would be at a high standard right from the very beginning, because I know how important that is. And I also understood that Nicole had the sophistication and the pedigree to work with people at that level because she approached everything from that perspective. So to me, when she talked to me about this, I immediately said, you need to be in commercial real estate and I have the guy. And, and that's Jeff and the rest is history. And you have done a fabulous job. You are so knowledgeable and have educated yourself so well and have already done several transactions. And I know that the sky's the limit for you, but I I will say it still took a lot of guts for you to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was scary. I mean, yeah, last January, I started the class January 9th. I'll never forget it. This, this January, like 2023, <laughs> I, yeah. I started taking the class three weeks. I'm taking this class and my goal. And I, and I actually emailed you on December 22nd last year and said, my goal is by February 10th, I want to be completely licensed and in the business. You're like, okay, let's let's make it happen. Make Get it, it rain. done. Make it so. <laughs> yes, yes. So I did. So I started the class uh, January 9th, took my exam January 31st. I was in Jeff's office or garage, if you will, and he was handing me my my slippers and welcoming to the team on February 6th. So I made mm-hmm. it by four days sooner. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my. And here we are. I mean, a year ago right now, if you would have told me I was going to be a commercial broker, I would have told you you're crazy. Unbelievable. So impressive, folks. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, this is this is the evolution of someone's mindset. It it obviously screams that somebody had the the mental and emotional capacity to actually make these changes. Because I mean, I know it's no small thing, and I'm certainly aware it's not for everybody. But it's so intriguing to hear of somebody doing it. And there's always a story behind someone who has that well deep enough to be able to make those changes. Uh, a lot of it just immediately as I hearken back to your conversation about your dad and his mindset and how you decided you were going to break out of that. And that all of those things make you who you are. <clears throat> we don't have a lot of time left here. I want to thank you so very much for being on the show, Nicole. Is there anything for anybody out there who's struggling and considering making a move in their lives? Is there anything that you would say to them uh, to help or encourage them along that path? I would say to, you know, write down, you know, what do you really have to lose? What do you have to lose? What if you don't do it? What's life going to be like if you don't do it a year from now, three years from now? What's the worst that can happen? Because 99% of the time, the worst is never going to happen. 
or be as bad as you think it's going to be. Right, exactly. It it really isn't. And it's it's just like, you know, face the fear, do it anyway. Um, You know, get at least one, if you can get one person that believes in you, that's all you need. You don't need everybody else to believe in you. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. So listen, folks, if you're within the sound of my voice, listen to what I'm about to say. All of us have encountered major challenges in our lives. All of us have. Um, and, you know, personally, I've had some challenges. My wife was told, I was told my wife would live beyond the end of the month. I had a boy with cerebral palsy who was never going to be able to walk or talk or ride a bicycle. I had cancer. I was going to die. I had a stroke not too long ago. I was never going to work again. And that, And when those things would happen in short order, I'd be talking to people and they'd be like, you know, don't you, you know, aren't you, don't you understand the gravity of what you've been told? And I would say, look, man, I'm still breathing. I'm not dead. And as long as that's true, I'm good. I'm fine. And, you know, folks, only God tells us when our story is ended. Beyond that, the author of the story will always be you. So as long as you have air in your lungs and uh, dreams in your heart, everything is possible. You're so much more capable than you think you are. Dream big, folks. Make it so. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2 Minneapolis.